Welcome to the Relentless Fitness Podcast, the podcast of two fitness enthusiasts trying to navigate the complex world of health and fitness. Join me, Will, and my friend Nick each week as we discuss a different topic of fitness. We sort through all the science and sometimes BS of the fitness world so you can focus on growing and becoming more fit. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of the Relentless Fitness Podcast. I am your host, Will, flying solo today. Uh, Nick had some prior engagements. He was not able to get away, but that's okay. You and I are going to sit down together, and we're going to continue talking about some fitness. If you listen to our first episode, you know that the Relentless Fitness Podcast is all about regular people trying to understand the world of fitness a little bit better so we can all get more fit and more healthy. We're trying to sift through some of the BS that's regularly seen in the fitness world that I don't really appreciate and I don't like people taking advantage of other people. And that's why we're here. So today in episode two, we're going to be talking about CrossFit. Uh, So we're not going to do a deep dive into CrossFit. It's more going to be a wave tops type of discussion, but it's, you know, what is CrossFit? What's the training methodology about? Uh, who's it for? Who would benefit from it? What are the risks? Uh, what are the rewards? So that's what we're going to be getting into today. But first, I want to start, as you heard in the first episode, we were talking about holding each other accountable. So I kind of want to tell you how my week of training has gone. And I have to say that since I started Mayhem Athlete uh, for one whole week, that when we did the first episode, I had only been on it for a couple of days my body had felt really rough. Uh, That type of volume, even though uh, Rich and his people scale that down quite a bit, it was still hard. I was still really sore. And I got into the first full week, which was this week. And I really have to say that I feel really good. Um, My training's been really, really going well. Yeah, everything's been going good. The workouts have been hard, really hard. They definitely make you sweat you feel them working, and I can say that I do feel healthier for the little bit of time that I've been doing it. So uh, I've been very happy with that. I'm learning a lot about programming from them, how rep schemes and stuff like that, how they make things work, and it's very interesting, and I'm enjoying it a lot. So now that my training is getting a little bit more under control, I am going to take a little bit more time and just make sure I get that nailed down. Right now, my goal is to work out five days a week, that's usually Monday through Friday, or I'll take Thursday off and then work out Saturday, which is the case for this week. But I always try to do something active, no matter what. So last weekend, my wife and I, we have mountain bikes, so we haven't really been riding a lot. But last week, we went on a long walk, three miles, and then we rode the bikes for a couple of miles. And It's just even something like that, just getting up and moving, how good it makes you feel. I felt a lot less sore, even though I'm doing something every day. On those active rest days, as they're normally called, you're still getting your blood pumping, you're getting the blood moving, and it clears out all of that lactic acid and such that makes your muscles sore and actually helps you recover a little bit, at least from my experience. I don't know if there's actually science to support that, but it definitely feels a lot better and I'm really enjoying it. But as I was saying, now that my training is getting better and I'm enjoying the direction that I'm going, 
the next step will be to focus on my nutrition. Now, last week, Nick asked what was the hardest thing for me, and I said it was cardio. And that's still true, but I'm actually going to have to change my answer to the same thing as he said. And that's nutrition. Nutrition is very hard for me as well. I love to eat, guys. I absolutely love to eat. I love sugar. Just like everybody else, I'm addicted to the stuff. And I love food. I love to eat. Just like plagues a lot of Americans, the stuff that I like to eat is not always the best for me. And so that's something that I definitely have to work on as well. Just like Nick, you know, sometimes you get those prepackaged meals that say that they feed four or five people and you end up eating the whole thing and you're full at the end, but then you look at the box and realize what you've done and you don't feel very good about yourself and they don't have a lot of good nutritional value. So my nutrition has not been the best. It's been pretty good. I do make all of my own meals. Um, I, I shouldn't say that. I meal prep my lunches that I take to work with me. And that makes it easier to not go and get food all of the time. But I do f still fall into that trap because I'm also trying to do intermittent fasting, which is something that we'll definitely dive into because I have seen good results from it. But intermittent fasting is where you fast for 14 to 16 hours and then eat eight hours in the day. So the whole day is 24 hours. Um, so for me, I start eating at noon and I stop eating at eight. And then that's when my fast begins at eight o'clock at night. And then I fast all the way till noon the next day. That's how it's supposed to work. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way every time. Sometimes you're just really hungry and you don't have the willpower to hold out and not go eat. So that's happened a couple like once last week, I usually give myself Friday uh, as like a cheat day, but I think I'm going to have to cut that out just because I don't know, I, I sh probably shouldn't be giving myself that type of leeway. And if you realize when you're doing something, especially like nutrition, you realize that giving yourself that little bit of leeway is actually hurting your progress. It's not a bad idea to cut that out until you can get your cravings under control. And I have done intermittent fasting successfully in the past. I just have to get back to that point. So that's my plan for nutrition. Now recovery, that's the other big pillar of fitness, right? So you have your actual exercise, you have your nutrition not your diets that's a whole thing we'll get into not dieting but nutrition your nutrition and then your recovery and recovery is everything from stretching to cold baths or cold showers how you let your body recover and the big part of that is sleep now last week you heard uh, Nick and I talk about the whoop strap the whoop strap is something that we'll probably spend a whole episode on if not multiple episodes on because I think it's such a wonderful device uh, the whoop strap is amazing and it tracks your sleep. I know that in order for me to be recovered the next day, I have to get at least eight hours of sleep. And it's been really, I was talking to some friends about this at work the other day, actually. It's been really amazing how the American culture has switched recently from if you're sleeping eight hours or more a night, you're wasting productivity time. And we're starting to get back to what I believe the science supports, and that's you need to be sleeping eight hours a day, at least seven to eight. So you can actually get a good amount of rest and your body is fully recovered. So on that front, this whole last week, I did better 
normal I used to go to bed around 10 and then wake up uh, at five for work. So that's seven hours of sleep, which isn't bad. But like a lot of people, I'd get in bed and just kind of sit there on my phone. So I've been working more on that. And I've actually been getting to bed around nine o'clock and waking up around five. So I'm beginning my eight hours and I've seen that my recovery has gone up. And like I said, from my training, I've been feeling really good. And I think the training's helping with that. And I think my sleep is helping with that too. Actually sleeping that eight hours a day has been really, really good for me. So my recovery has been a lot better too, but there is still room for improvement. And that room for improvement is getting more sleep. That's the secret, guys. And I guess it's not really that big of a secret. Get rest. Your body needs it. That's how when you're doing these workouts, your body recovers. So what are my goals? And these are things that we're going to talk about. We won't spend this much time on them in the future. I just kind of wanted to say some things. My goals for the future, my wife and I have actually decided that we're going to try to do a triathlon. Not a full triathlon like an Ironman or anything like that. But we're going to do a sprint triathlon where the swim is significantly shorter. Um, You know, you're only biking 14 or 15 miles. And then the run is only five or six miles. So we have decided that we're going to give that a shot. And I'm super excited. We're both not very good in the water. So we're actually going to be getting uh, swimming lessons to make us better uh, because I think learning new things is amazing. And that's something that I want to do. So I'm very excited about that. My goals really have not changed other than adding the triathlon. I want to get fitter. I want to get stronger and I want to get faster. And the Mayhem Athlete programming is helping me with that. I'm hoping that doing this type of CrossFit style workout, like Nick was saying, CrossFit helped him with the Iron uh, the Iron Man. I want, I believe in my whole heart that CrossFit will help me with the triathlon. It will help my wife because she does uh, CrossFit with me. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to talk about CrossFit versus bodybuilding. There's a lot of similarities, but they're also very different. And as I said before, we're going to be talking more about the wave tops. It's very general. So you get a general idea of what CrossFit is and what bodybuilding is. And the reason I'm doing this is I want you to be able to pick what type of method of training you think sounds interesting to you. We'll give you as many resources as we can. We'll talk about it more as we can. And this will give you the tools to pick which one you want. And then you can go attack it because that's what we're here for, right? I'm here to help you get better. You're here to help hold me accountable. I hold you accountable. And really the best place to start is picking how you're going to train. What method you want to pick? And there's so many guys. There are so many methods. It's amazing. All the different things that's out there. But the one that's most important to me and uh, I guess the community that I hang out with is CrossFit. So we're going to start there. And bodybuilding. I did bodybuilding as you guys heard in the beginning, the very first episode. Um, <laughs> I would, I guess I shouldn't say bodybuilding. I went to the gym. But that's kind of what, that's a bodybuilding principle, right? Focusing on certain muscle groups to make them grow. That's what we're going to talk about today, and I'm super excited. So let's start with CrossFit. And so from CrossFit's website, if you go to CrossFit.com, there is a page called What is CrossFit? You can Google it. What is CrossFit? And this is what it says. So this is from CrossFit.com slash What is CrossFit? CrossFit is a lifestyle characterized by safe, effective exercise, and sound nutrition. CrossFit can be used to accomplish any goal from improved health to weight loss to performance to better performance. The program works for everyone, people who are just starting out, and people who have trained for years. And in this page, they have a whole bunch of links and stuff that you can click on 
to learn more about CrossFit, right? Um, there is a lot of stuff in here from Greg Glassman. He is the founder and former CEO of CrossFit. He is no longer, thank God, because um, he was not the best type of person. So what is CrossFit? It's high intensity workouts, right? Done at different intervals, at different intensities. You'll do longer workouts where you're not you're pushing hard, but you're not pushing as hard, right? You have to maintain your performance over 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, something like a Murph. A Murph is 40 minutes for some of the best people to 50 minutes. My last Murph was 52 minutes, which is actually, I think, pretty good. But you have to maintain a high level of performance, so you have to learn to pace yourself. So high intensity, right? Um variable loads so from body weight being able to move your own body weight which is very important to being able to pick up a barbell and do squat cleans and snatches and thrusters and such that's what crossfit is it's a bunch of different things wall balls and thrusters and pull-ups and as i said we'll get into more in depth about it later but you know everybody makes fun of how crossfitters do pull-ups and um there is a reason for it, right? I understand that you may not want to just take the word of CrossFit from CrossFit, right? So there's actually another a, a news article from NBC News that was written in 2019. That article was written by Stephanie Mansour. So this was from November 8th, 2019. The title of the article is, What is CrossFit and is it right for you? Here's what you need to know. So in her first, second section, it says, what is CrossFit? And this is what she said. A form of high-intensity interval training, CrossFit is a strength and conditioning workout that is made up of functional movements performed at a high-intensity level. These movements are actions you perform in your day-to-day -day life, like squatting, pulling, pushing, etc. Many workouts feature variations of squats, push-ups, and weightlifting, that lasts for predetermined predetermined amounts of time to help build muscles. And I really think that that's a very good paraphrasing of what CrossFit is. Uh, way back in the day, the title, I guess, or the motto for CrossFit was Forging Elite Fitness. And I think that scared a lot of people away. But back in the day, I'm talking 2007 to 2013, 2014, really CrossFit was targeted more towards the special forces community, law enforcement community, high performance type people. And there were a bunch of regular people that did it, but their branding wasn't really towards that. And that's really began to begun to change. And I think that's amazing because it's super important. So now it's more about life, guys. That's why CrossFit's so amazing. As she said, variations of squats, push-ups, and weightlifting, and it's all about stuff that you do in your day-to-day, -day. and I think that's perfect. When you're doing CrossFit, it may not seem like you're doing a movement that you do in your everyday life, but if you kind of break it down, you'll see that you are. Uh, squatting, you have to squat down. Everybody needs to be able to squat. It's one of the best movements for life. Being able to stand up out of the chair when you're 70 years old is super important. Deadlifting, being able to bend down to the ground, grab a heavy object, groceries, uh, cat litter, uh, anything. You just drop something and you need to bend over to pick it up. And then you have to have the proper, proper mechanics to be able to pick that heavy object up without hurting yourself later in life. And CrossFit now says they want to get people better at life. And I, and I really believe that. So that's what CrossFit is. Now they're focusing more on 
helping people get better at life. And it may seem, again, that you're doing movements that <laughs> that doesn't really fit with, but it's the truth. They are trying to help you get better at life. I always invite people to check them out because I think that's super important. You need to be able to be fit into your 60s and 70s. Um, as Ben Bergeron says, he's a owner of CrossFit New England and a coach to a couple of CrossFit Games athletes, but he wants people to be kicking ass into their 90s. And I agree with that. And I think CrossFit can do that. So who should do CrossFit? Well, based off of everything that I've said, everybody, everybody should do CrossFit, but everybody can do bodybuilding too. But everybody should do CrossFit. I understand that it's scary. You walk into um, usually the CrossFit gyms are in industrial parks, uh, which are sometimes not the friendliest looking areas, a bunch of bland looking buildings. And then there's a bunch of cars and you drive up and there's a bunch of people doing sprints up and down the road or there's people carrying sandbags. And it's very scary. But I think if you walk in, you will realize that there are normal people who are just trying to get fitter. They want to be able to, again, kick ass into their 90s. They want to be able to stand up. And there was actually a really great post that I saw today um, from Scaled Nation. She's a female CrossFit. Uh, now she owns an affiliate. Athena Perez, I believe is her name. But she started Scaled Nation. And someone had asked her, who does CrossFit? And so she sent out a message and said, hey, guys, let's show this person who cross who does CrossFit. And it's everybody you can imagine, guys. It's a very powerful post. And I invite you all to go look at it because I think it will show you who should do CrossFit. Now, who do I think will thrive at CrossFit? I think everybody will thrive at CrossFit. But if you got a little bit of a competitive side, you'll definitely thrive at CrossFit. But that can also hurt you in the long run. And that's something that we will definitely dive into more later. Um, you have to be able to rein yourself in a little bit. Uh, because if you don't, you could get yourself hurt. And that's always what people hear, right? People getting hurt doing CrossFit. While it does happen, I don't think it happens as much as people realize, especially when you have a good coach. So one of the questions I wrote that I want to talk about is, what do you say to people that are worried CrossFit will get them injured? Well, we were just talking about. The answer to that is, if you have a good coach that can tell you when to stop, when to slow down, and the right stimulus to the workout, you won't get injured as long as you do what you're told. But again, it all comes down to a good coach. So how do you find a good coach? There's so many CrossFit boxes out there, and this is a really hard thing, but you kind of have to go off feel. You'll know. You'll go in and you'll be nervous, and then you'll meet the coach. And if the coach is really inviting, and if they seem super nice, Go with your gut. That's what I will always say. Follow your gut. The best CrossFit gym I've been to uh, for the two years I've been doing CrossFit was a CrossFit gym in Sierra Vista, Arizona, ran by two physical therapist doctors. And those Rob and I want to say the other guy's name was Matt, but they were amazing humans. And as soon as you walk into the gym, they were super inviting, super nice. And you just got a very good feeling and that spread into the rest of the box and to the rest of the community. And that's the best way I can describe. How do you pick a good coach? You just have to go with your feeling. They should make you feel inviting. And I guarantee you if the coach is inviting, everyone else in the gym will be inviting too. And you will have a great time. You'll get over your fear and it will be amazing. So what are the benefits? I really think you will see an increased quality of life. If you have never worked out before, 
you will have an increased quality of life. You will lose fat, you will gain muscle, and you will be healthier. And when you're healthier, your mental health improves, your moods improve, and you just feel better. When we look good, we feel good. I, I remember being told that as a kid. When you When you think you look good, you feel good. And I feel that very much now. And I do believe CrossFit can help you with that. What are some of the risks? Well, the risks are the exact opposites of the benefits I was just talking about. The risks are you don't have a good coach. Now, I have a friend. She got into CrossFit. Uh, she tried a CrossFit class with me, actually, in Sierra Vista. And she really liked it. So when we got back to Minnesota, she went and tried to find a CrossFit gym. And she was telling me and uh, some of the other people that we work with that the CrossFit owners, the coaches, told her that she had to do this certain exercise, a certain amount of reps. And she had never done that type of exercise near that rep scheme before. And it hurt her. It hurt her real bad. Like she was super sore. She could barely walk. And that's the sign to me of a bad coach. A bad coach is going to push you beyond what a good coach would. Now, a coach should push you, right? But the beauty of CrossFit, guys, is it's infinitely scalable. It doesn't matter if the workout for the class is 225-pound squat cleans and bar muscle-ups. There is a way to scale that workout for everybody. If you are brand new and you're doing that workout, like that's the workout for the class— you, if you have a good coach, they're going to make you do box jump pull-ups or jumping pull-ups, maybe banded pull-ups if, you, if you're close to getting your first pull-up. They will scale that for you instead of making you do something like a bar muscle-up. And instead of doing squat cleans, maybe you do a medicine ball clean or maybe you just squat. You're just doing air squats. It is infinitely scalable. So it doesn't matter what the workout is, you can do it. Why should someone pick CrossFit over the other types of training? So I really do believe that CrossFit will get you better prepared for life. And I think it will give you a better quality of life. And I just, I personally think it's a lot of fun. It's never the same thing. It always changes. There is an infinite way to mash workouts together to make them fun and interesting. And the community is great. When you go into a normal gym, yes, if it's like a small local gym, everybody will be talking and like, you know, messing around with each other. But at a CrossFit box, it's a community and you're there suffering together. You're there working out together. And that's one of the most beautiful things about CrossFit is the community. And I invite you all to at least give it a shot because I really do think you would like it. Uh, the community is great. The workouts are great, but find a good CrossFit box. Read the reviews on Google and find a good, find a good coach. If they're not good, Google will tell you. If they, if they're good, Google will tell you. And like I said, trust your gut. Always trust your gut. If you go in there and it's not just nerves, right? Because everybody's going to be nervous. You'll hear stories about people driving up to CrossFit boxes sitting in the parking lot and then leaving and then coming back two days later and actually going in. And the community is like, we were wondering when you're going to come in. It's stuff like that. It's amazing. Uh, and there's tons of stuff uh, about the community on CrossFit's YouTube channel, which you can look up. So I invite you to do that. Uh, so yeah, that's CrossFit. And that's why I think you should do it. But there are risks to it. Like I said, if you uh, don't have a good coach, you can 
get hurt, but you can get hurt doing anything. And we went, I went kind of long on that. So we're going to go ahead and turn this into a two-parter. And on next week's episode, I will be discussing bodybuilding. Kind of the same thing. What I love about it, what I think is great about it, why I think you should do it, why I shouldn't think you should do it over something like CrossFit, what the benefits are and what the risks are. Just kind of the same thing that we talked about today. We're going to talk about next week with bodybuilding. So I would like to thank you for joining me. Thank you for this long-winded explanation of CrossFit. I really hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode, and I will talk to you all next week. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Be sure to follow us at Relentless Fitness Podcast on Instagram, and please subscribe and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.